Hello? Can I ask you a question? Why are you gay? Her. LGBT. I know that's right. Her. <laughs> Wrong answer, forehead. Lizard! Not another one? What is this? Bitch! We're in a different era. It's not to go down. Where you are right now? Black people be. Her. You are. Black people purr. Yeah, it's funny game. Bitch, let's go! Hey guys, I'm Be The Half, and welcome to this month's episode of The Halftime Show with an audio game review where the points only matter if this is released on February 30th. This month, we're going super international. You've heard me rave about their music for the last eight months. They get mad love from Fader, Complex, and even Kid Cudi. You probably heard Tasty Raps on ABC's Blackish or in Crown Royal's latest Super Bowl commercial, and then the hottest thing coming out of Canada since climate change. It's DJ SB. <laughs> since climate change, I'm fucking crying. Ah, welcome to the show. Can you make a noise explaining how large that Super Bowl ad check was? Yes, it was quite a check. Um, <laughs> like, I'm talking like. I bought like a fucking BMW and shit. Damn. But I regret it. Oh. I regret it. <laughs> Why? Flexed gas a prices? a little bit too hard. Yeah, gas <laughs> gas prices went through. Gas prices higher than Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa on tour right oh now. Oh my God. And I got to get that premium premium. So I'm just like, bruh, my Damn. BMW just sitting there because I'm not going nowhere. Right. Fuck, fuck that shit. How high are gas prices in Canada? I know you guys use like quartz or something. <laughs> it's about uh two dollars a liter around oh there. yeah okay i don't know conversions because i'm american but um that sounds more expensive than Trust it should me. be no it's very expensive um so i've really enjoyed like listening to your music and i'm so glad that you were at least able to buy a bmw even if it was mm-hmm. you know a regrettable purchase at this time <laughs> but you have like such cool production style and you have like mm-hmm. You know, you're working with people from overseas that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I, like, love the internet. I'm like, wow, I get to, like, interview you, and you're in Toronto. And, like, you mm-hmm. get to work with producers who are, like, in Milan, mm-hmm. uh, cheap limousine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that nigga looks like. He could be white, <laughs> he could be black, he could be brown. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> and um, he's literally changed my entire career trajectory just because of his production. So, yeah, it's wild. The internet is wild. It's, it's a gift and a curse. Yeah, true. So you've never met this person. You have no idea what they look like, but like the beats of fire. Mm-hmm. Is that how you do a lot of your collaborations in general? Yeah. Uh, in terms of production wise, like at first I, I couldn't really uh, afford to get people that the beats that kind of that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I basically like went on this website where like, you could like lease beats. Mm-hmm. It's the same website that uh, Lil Nas X found the Old Town Road beat on actually oh okay and he actually like leased that for like i forgot it was like fucking probably like 30 bucks or something damn i know they mad <laughs> no nah, no nah, he actually ended up at like um making that producer like um mad like famous. helping him out yeah oh, mad famous and yeah and that's what i hope to do for cheap limousine as well like i hope yeah. to, to be able to like put mad money in his pockets and that's nice that's nice just be able because yeah he's changed literally my trajectory of mm-hmm. like my sound and everything and he's just he's just wild with it like he makes tight beats so mm-hmm. he'll be like okay not a type beat for all type beat mm-hmm. whatever type beat but they still sound like 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 him and yeah. unique enough to you know to to be uh different so yeah 
Yeah. Speaking of changing your sound, I want to take it back a little bit to kind of like SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You had a previous name, Kizara. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was a RZA reference. I was, um, it was Kizara. It was like uh, a reference to Kizara, Sara. So that, um, that saying, which is whatever will be, will be. And mm-hmm. also I was a big dick rider of Wu-Tang at that time. So I wanted to <laughs> act like I was in Wu-Tang. So um, <laughs> yeah, that was the Kizara. Case of the KZA part. Mm, okay, so like class of ninety three, like that was like your Wu Tang Clan, like yeah, that was me trying to be in Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, I found music from like twenty thirteen, like which completely different time period, mm-hmm. and like you know, I love how regardless of what country you lived in, uh, like at twenty thirteen, like that was really the year of the floral snapback. Like I was doing <laughs> real deep like investigative journalism, and I was like, dang, like everybody was on the same wave. Like we had the floral snapback, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I went back and listened to some music because I was really trying to like you know get to know you as an artist as much as I could before the mm-hmm. show. Um, and I found a couple of songs. I don't know if you remember them, but like Screwface Wicked, that yeah. was like your very first song on SoundCloud. Yeah. And it's so different. Yeah, I took a I took a a break from uh Class of 93 and Kesara and I came back as DJSB and that was the first song that I mm. released. And yeah, I was just kind of chasing what I felt was the popular sound at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So um and people still liked it. It's not yeah. like it, but it wasn't anything like I feel like I have a ve- I don't feel like I have a, a voice for trap mm. for trap beats and I, that that's what I was trying to kind of um, get on the most mm-hmm. and um i feel like my voice and my cadence sounds way better on just smoother beats with uh uh smoother drums and mm-hmm. funk and and you know um yeah. so th- that was me just experimenting a little bit yeah um, i agree yeah i was like i could hear the difference in you know lyrical content i mean you still had similar topics because you were talking about like i know some niggas be on top like white supremacy <laughs> and like it's like you know i can hear the dj sb in it but i can also hear you know the complete difference and then as i'm going through the soundcloud like you know you have your fucked on lemon song which i thought was fucking hilarious <laughs> um do you remember why you did like Bro, what he that, did specifically that was, that, it's so funny because that that song is hilarious because you can kind of track the trajectory of Don Lemon not being a coon anymore. Yeah, because I was I was pissed at him at that time because he was just cooning on CNN, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just turned a new leaf like mm. years later, and I'm just like, oh shit! Well, now I have a song that's called "Fuck Don Lemon," and the nigga is not a coon anymore. But I don't know if he just <laughs> stopped getting paid by the people that wanted him to coon or what happened but he heard your um, song yeah he heard my song (laughs) yeah because like it's funny that that that's that that's there on Mm -hmm. the internet because you could see that at one point he was a much much hated black man yeah i agree i agree (laughs) yeah and like you know i think just in general you've been good at rapping for a long time regardless of what kind of beats that you use or the cadence that you use and i know it must have been like difficult knowing how good you are and like feeling how good you are and having a vision for things how we're gonna go but like things just not doing that for a while because I know you've been like super open about you know I should be on top and like you know how your tweets are and you're like you know I I deserve all this which I you know manifestation and all of that is good but like you know you're dealing with that period of time before blowing up and before all this transformation Mm -hmm. um how does that feel and how does that like go into the musical content that you make? Mm-hmm. 
it's frustrating because um I keep I keep forgetting that uh regardless that music and art is a different kind of perspective or a different um career aspect in terms of like how things work versus like a uh, a simple like a like a nine to five or like a, a corporate job mm-hmm. um it's still capitalism at the end of the day like it's still riddled with with like capitalist takes so like mm-hmm. even though i've i've been around since uh for so long for 10 years yeah um it's only taken two years people think that i've only been on for like two years because right it's only now that a lot of people are seeing me and I'm, I'm being a little bit more visible. I've become a little bit more visible, but at the same time, like I'm still getting labels. I'm still getting people telling me that I, I'm not doing enough. I haven't done enough. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, I've been here 10 years and you're telling me I haven't done enough. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen trajectory of like me going from, from 2000 streams on Spotify in 2018 to mm-hmm. a, a 4 million. In, right three years and you're telling me that like um i'm not i haven't done enough yet so yeah it's like it's, they want the full package and it's yeah like... and it's just it's just a strange time to to be an artist right now because you have streaming which which doesn't get you a lot of money mm-hmm. but then they base uh like giving somebody in an advance or giving somebody uh, a record deal on how many streams they have Right. And it's just like, you're not going to get that money back ever. So right. why, why does it even matter how many streams I have? Like, can you not like listen to the music and understand that there's a cultural kind of currency there that can't be translated to, to a monetary, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think about that a lot um, because I just see kind of like this over commodification of music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just quick, it's quick, it's singles, it's singles, it's singles. Yep. And, and you know, what's going to get me the most streams versus what I actually care about and what mm-hmm. I feel and what is good. Mm-hmm. It's just like a reoccurring theme in how I hear music. I feel like we can hear authenticity in music and, you know, you can hear when it's a lack of and maybe the current music system just doesn't care about that mm-hmm. um yeah. anymore because i think there was a period where you know it was like does this sound good like mm-hmm. period because that was the yeah. only way you you know your stuff was going to get bought on a vinyl it was going to mm-hmm. get people were really going to invest more and there's less investment from the consumer now so it's mm-hmm. like you know industry and labels are like why should i invest if the consumer is not investing right yeah well if you think about it like before when before when you liked a, a single you bought the album and then you bought the album and it would just fucking suck that the rest of the album was shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you just have to take that L. But now with Spotify, it's just like or or with the DSPs, it's just like you can listen to all of the album separately and pick and choose which 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 uh songs you want to keep, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's more so like uh tailored to um singles and 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 eps because it's just like Mm. everybody has i thought it was people having short attention spans but i don't think that's true i think it's more so like the way that we consume music now Mm. is so much differently Mm -hmm. that yeah it caters more to the shorter projects it caters to the Mm. um the singles okay yeah as an artist like how would you prefer that consumers I guess, interact with your music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that you have to be anti-Spotify or anti-label, mm-hmm. but like for you, the artist, because I always wonder that, like what is best for the artist? Because at one mm-hmm. point I was like, oh yeah, my streams are going to help the artist because they get yeah. paid, even yeah, if it's yeah. a penny. Yeah. But are there other avenues that are better? Because it's like this, it's like this. I'm I'm, I'm sure that 
uh, it's it's fucked that Spotify pays as as little as as it does as does any corporation. Mm-hmm. But I have I have the biggest platform on Spotify because mm-hmm. of how good their algorithm is mm. and how how they cater to uh, fans of music. Mm. Um, so it's just like it's it's kind of hard for me to say fuck Spotify when right. they've brought me a plethora of opportunities based on um the way that they just the, the, that it operates there mm. like if you if you have good music spotify is like is going to cater to you mm. um, like they'll put you on playlists and stuff they'll put you on playlists and stuff and those playlists are crucial because um it's basically the new air and ring oh to, yeah. be, to be honest like people find um artists all the time just by combing through these playlists yeah. so there's so there's that but then it's also difficult because um as a consumer of music and even i have these dsps as well i pay for them as well like mm-hmm. it's hard that ten dollars gets you a plethora of music like i understand why people don't want to pay for music anymore because this is like i'm paying ten dollars a month and i can access i can listen to anybody from michael jackson to fucking kings of leon to fucking True. you know you know what i mean so yeah like there's no investment that needs to yeah be made. there's yeah there's no for for me i'm not for the average music listener they're not gonna go out and and, and buy an album or right. buy anything you know um so um that's why places like Bandcamp are cool because uh you could directly give money to purchasing like uh, a project mm-hmm. and itunes uh still exists but Man, I don't know, like, it's just, it's just, it's just like, um, it's just not uh, an incentive to anybody anymore when mm-hmm. Apple Music is there and True. you're paying the $10 anyway to access the music. And, um, the only thing that really kind of makes an artist's money right now is stuff like what I did with the Super Bowl, stuff like what I did with Crown Royal mm-hmm. and, um, merch and touring. Mm-hmm. And it's hard right now because of obviously of COVID, like, things get canceled here and there and it's just not certain yeah um so the best way that you could really support artists is i don't even want to say buy the music because it it doesn't make sense to tell anybody to buy the music in this era right now right um the most you could do is kind of like um uh share Mm -hmm. to be honest like Mm -hmm. word of mouth especially things like this on podcasts where you bring on artists and buying the merch and going to shows yeah I agree. It's kind of the same for podcasting. I mean, we don't get put on playlists Mm because just the nature of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, But speaking of podcasts, it's time for our first game. First game that I have for you today, Deja, is Questionable Impressions. I'm going to spin the wheel and then give you a person, place, or character. And whatever it lands on, you'll have to do your best impression and continue the interview with that impression until the timer buzzes. Are you ready? Cool. Let's go. Your questionable impression is a podcast bro that records on a $20 mic set up with plastic tables. <laughs> Are you ready? I will do it with you. I actually really enjoy doing it. <laughs> are we like are we like the the black misogynist incel dudes? Yeah, okay. The black, the black misogynist okay. like sitting with a shirt shirtless shirtless in a room with like yeah. five other guys okay with got five it with other guys yeah okay got it got it i'm gonna get into character right. <clears throat> yeah dude so uh no i do a better white guy voice i'll be the one white guy at the table okay, that is cool. just there for no reason all right cool 
uh, what is that guy's name? And he like he kind of indi- he indicts everybody. Like everybody gets arrested after they go on his show. What is his freaking name? DJ oh. Vlad. Yes, I'm DJ Vlad. <laughs> <laughs> so so guys, uh yeah, so uh Deesh, yeah, um you have this project from a long time ago. It's called Girls Give Me Anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. um and like you know I think this was like the shift in you know your cover art to more of a eight bit kind of style, which I love. I think it's so cute. Mm-hmm. But like I love this project literally because. I felt everything from this song, you know, cause like bitches be tripping. Bitches be tripping, bro. They be yeah. tripping all the time. Like I'm telling you, I took this bitch out one time mm-hmm. and I left my wallet at home and she went on Twitter and she told everybody I was fucking broke. Oh my God. Like bitch, why didn't you just fucking pay for bitch, it? I just, why, yeah, it was, it was fucking $40, bro. Like this, this is why I don't fuck with they, bitches around See, here, they be trying know? to, they be trying to use us. They be trying to use us. My like, brother. Bro, you, what do you bring to the table? Right, yeah, What do exactly. you bring to the table? I got this table right here. We got this plastic table right here. Like, bitch, you're not even on the table. You don't even got a fucking seat at the table. That's I what understand. I'm saying. Like, these, yeah. these, these bitches be nuts. Right. Crazy out they, here. They want, right. a, they want a man. I'm an alpha male. You feel me? I'm an alpha male. So, like, I need a bitch that's gonna, that's gonna be down for me on right. those days where I don't have, right? Right, right, right. Like, these bitches don't even clean, bro. Right. That's why they give me anxiety. Like, the room dirty. That's why the fucking... Why, I got, why you got saying. fucking anxiety? Yeah, That's exactly I get it. why I wrote that shit. That's exactly right. why I wrote that shit. Because, bro, one time I, I had a bitch over. My my bedroom was fucked up. My kitchen was messy. Bitch didn't even clean nothing, bro. Like, right. did your mama teach you anything? Like, right. Where the are the good women? Is gone. The recipes We're, is gone. You, I know. You got no recipes no more. No praying grandmothers. Like, fuck these bitches, yo. Like, like they, they grandmas is like 30. Right. Grandma's 30 and out to brunch. I don't fucking get it. Grandma's and fucking still left. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like, you know, you said in the, in the, in the project talking about some girl left earrings on your nightstand, like, you know, so she could get that one that, see, bitches are sneaky. Look at these sneaky, bro. Like, you know, I'm gonna have another girl over here. Why are you leaving your earrings on the night table? Right. Right. It's grimy. Like, you should respect like, me as an alpha male come to on. not leave your shit over here. Then somebody might think them earrings is mine. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not gay. You're emasculating the black man. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, niggas. Right. Right. Niggas. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm supposed to be white. I'm right. <laughs> It's okay, you get a pass, bro. It's okay, you get a pass. You get a pass, bro. That's Don't literally worry. what they Don't worry, that's my I'm, nigga. I'm sorry. White, but that's my nigga. Yeah, I got dreadlocks too and a fade on the side on one yeah, side of my like, head. Yeah, I'm technically, you know, I got a black girlfriend, so you know I could say that that's shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this is bitch. Right. Exactly, yeah. And you be talking about stealing niggas' girls. You know, ladies love Deja. Like, you know, what's that like? Bro, these bitches is all over me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing is, like, I don't have a savings account. So, <laughs> I don't have a savings account. So, I'm not about to be spending no money on no bitches out here. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, not even $5. Not even $5, not even two fifty. You right. know what I mean? Exactly, fuck so, bitches. Fuck them. They need to find some other nigga to trick on, because it's not going to be me. Right. You got to have sex with me on the first date. Right. And I'm not paying for that shit either. I'm not paying because that's just prostitution right there. If I gotta right. pay for your meal, right, and we not fucking after, right, that's prostitution. Exactly, exactly. Bitch, that's go to escorting. IKEA with me. Yeah, yeah. The fuck? We gonna go to IKEA get some Swedish meatballs. That's get it, some bitch. fucking hot dogs. What the right. fuck? That's that's it. And we gonna walk around and imagine our lifestyle because I ain't got no apartment either. Exactly. We gonna fucking the IKEA too. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> because <laughs> if niggas could, they would fucking be Ikea. Oh, 100%. 100%. Or take Snapchats in the Ikea like it's their home. Yeah, and post it up on the... Uh, yeah, my nigga, did you see my uh, my latest IG post? I was sitting on the Ikea uh, tabletop <laughs> and... Yeah, this bitch said that that was in my house. I told mm-hmm. her, shut the fuck up, and I blocked her. <laughs> uh, but speaking of money, did that girl from the Run Me My uh, Money video ever give you your fucking 150? No, bro. And that's the thing about these bitches. That's why I don't give bitches nothing. That's right. exactly why. They deserve nothing. They deserve that less That one than woman in my life messed me over, and now it's fuck all women. I know. I had the same thing happen to me in third grade. This bitch fucked me over. And now I hate all bitches. Exactly. You justified in that because bitches is crazy. It is wild. <laughs> Your grandma's not cooking no more. They're not in the kitchen right, on that's, Sunday. That's the problem because they ain't getting, they eating McDonald's and then the McDonald's, the McDonald's is cha- transforming their brain oh, and shit. then that's why they, that's why they die. Bitches need to eat some kale. Okay, um, that's the end of our game. I'm going to give you 10,000 points for that. That was excellent, actually. That was actually too on point, and now I'm a little scared. <laughs> Trust me. I'm, I'm going to be an actor, actor slash rapper. Like, oh, are you going to get into voice acting? No, I'm going to be on TV or some shit. One day. Okay, per. <laughs> what, do you, what do you see yourself... Uh, like, what is there any show you're like, oh, I would love to be in this type of show or like a show specifically? Yeah, like a Abbott Elementary kind of. Oh, yeah. Thing. I love Abbott Elementary. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It is so funny. A lot of, I guess it's just like money stuff, but a lot of rappers get into acting. It's like the rapper to acting pipeline is like. Because there's no money in rap. Fair. <laughs> Fair. There's no money. There's no money. <laughs> There's nobody. Same with podcasting. Like people are like, "Ooh, podcasting, easy bag." I'm like, "No, uh, no. there's nobody, my nigga." If there's you have nobody. a microphone, there's no money in it. Yeah, no. More microphone stuff though. Your head above waters album has a really special place in my heart, and I know you mm. recorded that with a microphone. Um, <laughs> terrible segue, but like, <laughs> I found you because I literally typed in gay rappers. You lying. I'm so serious. I typed in like gay rappers 2022 or like whatever year it was, 2020 or something like that. And then like it was a list and you came up and I was like, oh, okay. And I clicked on it and I was like, ooh, I really fucking like this. It reminds me of Kichinata and I like the lyrical content. So like Head Above Waters is the first project I ever listened to from you. And like it's going to have, you know, a special place in my heart forever because mm. of the circumstances that you're going through are kind of similar to the circumstances I was going to. And like when I was reading articles about it, you were talking about you wanted to have more of a theme in this one, which I definitely felt in like, you know, the fluidity um, and how the theme is always present throughout the songs. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of articles and a lot of interviews that you do. You're talking about turning struggles into substance and like something to groove to mm-hmm. um, and that you're more interested in like moving the people uh, rather than fame how did you make that switch because i know that had to be difficult especially in like you know an industry in an era where kind of nobody wants to hear that shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i feel like I, i'm adapting to what i know kind of is what i want the world to kind of look like yeah. so when i say that i don't really care about fame and i'm i'm more for the people that's because i i kind of want to stay the kind of person that i am mm-hmm um before uh all of this kind of blows up for me or whatever happens um i feel like we should have never 
gotten to the point where we idolize human beings, mm-hmm. um, whether it be our favorite musician, our favorite athlete, our favorite mm-hmm. anything, because at the end of the day, these people are human. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the trash bags, like yeah, yeah, that are terrible and abuse people. But I'm talking about like I could see myself easily saying something or doing something that may hurt people mm-hmm. because sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes I'm just I'm an Aries rising, so I'm just <laughs> very snappy and like I'm an Aries moon, so I get you. Yeah, I'm just a hothead sometimes, yeah. and I don't think before I reply to something. We're or, a little or, impulsive, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, a very I get impulsive it. person. So I could see myself like online just saying something that mm-hmm. might you know strike a chord with and 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 it's just like when you idolize somebody and you put them on that pedestal anything and everything that they say or do um is important to you and it's just like we gotta remember like this is a human being that we're talking about like i just want to be a human being that whose music you enjoy i don't want to be idolized i don't want to be stand like i've seen what it does to people yeah standing's a little odd to me for me, I feel like I just have a community of people that I can mm-hmm. talk to and that who like my music will give me the feedback, will tell me how much it, it matters to them. And that yeah. is just the most important thing to me. And um, I guess it's harder to go that route when it comes to monetary value. True. Um, because, yeah. you know, that's not what people kind of... Yeah, want. they don't like gravitate to that. Because like, yeah. even in, a, in some of the lyrics in Head Above Water, you talk about like coming into the rap game and like because you felt something was missing and I feel that too when I listen to your music versus you know when I might listen to another rapper like I feel I guess like you're more on the ground um Mm -hmm. and because we have to be real with ourselves and like real with the artists like a lot of artists do uphold capitalist systems and like you know once people get a little bit money or they get on they're like oh well i want to keep this money going how can i do that even if it's at the expense of other people mm-hmm. and then you know we kind of like lose the plot after a while because it, it becomes not to sound like an old head but it becomes all about balenciaga and gucci and mm-hmm. sax and it's like okay like where is the i guess the core of the human again mm-hmm. like because you talk you do a lot of like I like to call it like manifestation in your music where you're like, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be good and I love myself and I'm obsessed with myself. Even if you also talk about heartbreak and, and painful things and depression and suicide, you know, there's still some type of hope and there's an, a realness with yourself that like things will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I'm not signed to anything. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, I always blame the label. I'm like, after people get signed, they like, you know, switch up and... Mm-hmm. Like, you even talk about the realities of that. You're like, you know, labels are on some shit, but I'll sign for the right amount. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that everybody has a price, but, like, is that price enough to get people to switch? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just so many questions. Like, what is the, what's the price for you? And, like, you know, the price for you that would allow you to, like, stay stable, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, be able to be true to yourself and not have to switch your lyrical content. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um... The thing with uh, with labels, what happens is, like, they'll take the chance on you, but then once they take the chance and it doesn't work, that's when they're kind of, like, uh, either try something new or, mm. like, they're not they're not privy to, like, release your shit anymore. Right. So that's how people get kind of stuck in that. So okay. what, what I'm looking for mostly is, like, I do need to be the 
main creator. Like I can't have anybody suppressing mm, like what I create and how. Control. Yeah, I need the control. Mm-hmm. And um, when I when I was speaking about like labels on some shit, but also sign for the right amount, I was talking about like people always talk about like owning your masters, owning yeah. your publishing, blah blah blah. But nobody mm-hmm. understands the like the mechanics of that and how much like if you own your masters and you're publishing, it doesn't matter if nobody's listening to you True. or if nobody's like yeah. trying to buy your music at all right. so Fair. um you got to think of it as a business mm-hmm. um when it comes to like why they ask for a percentage or a larger percentage because um they're investing resources into you yeah uh, and they're expecting that back True. that especially the monetary part of it so mm-hmm. a lot of rappers are anti-label Mm-hmm. But we we wouldn't know of you if it wasn't for the label. Fair. So and it's it's true that they are very ex- exploitive, and um uh they're very predatory as well. Mm-hmm. And the deals are very archaic. Like yeah, uh, just the se- just the structure of the deals are very archaic, and to the point where sometimes even lawyers don't know what the fuck are in the paperwork mm. or understand what's in the paperwork because the words just don't make sense. Yeah. And it's not readable. Like, it's not... Right. It doesn't read like something that you could understand. It's, like, made to trick you in a way. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So those are my issues with labels. Yeah. But the fact that they take percentages or high percentages or, like, they want a piece of something for, like, a long time, like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're, fair. They're, they're, making, they're, they're making their money back and they have and to make some, some sort of... Profit. On top of that, you right. know what I mean? You know, is that yeah. different than a distribution? Do you know? Yeah, so distribution is more so like, um, so that's what I have right now, and it's just mm-hmm. more so they just help you distribute the music, okay. and like, um, there will be services, artist services that they offer as well, um, like helping you with PR mm-hmm. or um, marketing and digital marketing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but they're a lot less um, involved because they take a lot less okay got it. so they take a smaller percentage like you take the lion's share of the percentage um they all take a lot less but they're a lot less involved okay right so it's give and take it's give and take exactly yeah, yeah. that's not half bad mm-hmm. speaking of half bad it's time for our second game bad news this is our fill-in-the-blank headline game. I've gathered the gross, the strange, the absolute worst of late 2021 and 2022 and turned it in a game just for you. Nice. Um, I'm going to give you five fill-in-the-blanks, and they're all real headlines. You just have to tell me what you think the blank is. First one. A diamond ring made from blank is on sale on eBay. Hmm. A diamond ring made of... Human flesh. Close. Um, it is ranch dressing, which what? is made of human flesh. So maybe, maybe you're right. What ranch dressing doesn't taste right to me, but that's controversial, apparently. Uh, I'm fucking crying. All right, your second one is a speeding teenage driver in Canada blames blank. He got pulled over, so he this is his excuse. Very angry moose. No. It was hot wings. Do you guys have a moose problem up there? What the fuck? Hot wings? <laughs> well, he said that like the hot wings like ran through him and he was like speeding to get home and use it after. Uh, so like been that there. Makes sense. Definitely that makes been sense. there. But you said yeah. moose. Do you guys have a big moose problem? Not in Toronto, but like in the in the boonies. Oh, okay. 
What is the boonie? What's like bumfuck Canada? Fucking Thunder Bay or like Thunder Bay. Yeah. Okay. Thunder Bay. I won't move there. Do not. Your third headline is blank in Miami will be relocated after terrorizing residents. Officials say. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's an animal. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that for sure. Uh, <laughs> giant alligators. No, not alligators. Peacocks. What? Apparently, Florida has a huge peacock problem because people like illegally bring them in as pets, and then they get too big. And peacocks are actually really mean, so they just like let them roam free. Yeah, of course they're mean. <laughs> like they look mean, actually. Yeah. The hell. All right, your fourth one is. Female blank, two words, reproduce without males for the first time. <laughs> Female Twitter users. <laughs> um, actually, that would be great. Female Twitter users reproduce. Um, but no, it is California condors. What? I like Twitter users better, though. <laughs> what, the fu- what are California condors? It's a type of like bird. Like Think like vulture mixed with bald eagle. Oh, okay. Actually, I know what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they were able to reproduce without male counterparts, so maybe there's luck for female Twitter users in the future. Sick. And your last one. Many hospitals report delivering babies on blank. It, on a date. That's your blank. January 6, 2021. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 2-2. Two, two. No, it's 2-2. To to 2022. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Same day that your EP came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you, I don't know, a thousand. You got everything wrong, but you were so funny. So that's <laughs> really truly what matters here. Um, yeah, but apparently a lot of people gave birth on 02 22 2022. Big days for twos. Um, yeah, that question had a lot of twos. And speaking of twos, 2022, the EP released on 2 22. <laughs> 22. Very mm-hmm. iconic synchronicity. Yes. I think um, for me, like that project represented kind of what this numbers actually mean and like numerology and stuff. Because uh, apparently like the number two symbolizes faith and harmony. And it's like a, supposed to be a new era in your life and ushering in like fresh possibilities. Uh, do you feel the same way about your EP? That's what kind of resulted from it? Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to just to put something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning of the year, just to have, just to give people something to listen to while I while I um figure out what's next for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's technically that's what that was for. Yeah, <laughs> I really adore this EP. Um, like Green Line is your main single from it, and I think that one was really powerful and really strong. Especially like I don't live anywhere near Canada, really. Um, but we still have a green line over here and you were talking about, you know, 45 minutes just to get home. And I was like, that's so real because, Mm -hmm. you know, gentrification is pushing everybody out. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you used to live in the center of DC and take green line, you know, I used to take it from Howard and like go all over the place, like Mm -hmm. can't live down there anymore. It's mad expensive. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like how you had a continuation of your previous work where you're talking about, you know, gentrification, you're talking about capitalism, you're talking about wanting change. Um, and you're talking about it in such a poetic way, even though it's such an ugly beast. What does um, gentrification in Canada look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's it's funny because there's a big difference between like Toronto and Canada. Mm-hmm. So okay. Toronto is very has a very um, multicultural environment. A lot of um, African immigrants 
uh, immigrants from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a huge influence of places from like Jamaica, yeah, uh, Somalia. Um, so that basically is what upholds our culture. Mm-hmm. It's where we get all our slang. It's where we get um, the tastiest food from. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is they will. There's just too many condos, mm-hmm. too many weed dispensaries. Ever since it became legal. Mm. Um, it's just too many and it's just causing some of our like biggest cultural spots to be diminished. Mm-hmm. We don't have any music venues. They're mm-hmm. all got, gotten shut down, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we barely have like iconic studios or stuff like that. Like places that you can just go and create. Right. They don't the, really exist here. The stuff that made it like, you know, yeah. Toronto is yeah. gone. It's just basically gone like i remember um there's a strip that i used to live on it's called eglinton west and it's just full of it's just always especially at night it's lively people outside Mm -hmm. uh barbecuing chicken yeah um just stores that um just a lot of food stores barbershops yeah all sorts of you know just culture there and then i look now and a lot of the places are gone mm-hmm. um there's condos that nobody could afford to be honest like it's yeah. different it's different if they were putting up condos that were affordable but mm-hmm. nobody could afford the condos that they're putting up and it's chasing people outside to like the suburbs yeah like, nobody can live in the middle of the city anymore it's way too expensive right so it's just basically chasing out all of the people that can afford anything like and then um, it's kind of leaving the city kind of empty yeah it's it feels like yeah it feels empty now and yeah and um and everything just changes and it's not for the people at all it's more so for the investors and mm-hmm. it just kind of sucks i wonder if it's a big money laundering thing because we have a similar issue in baltimore mm-hmm. like i would see these huge condos and then you actually like look at them and there's nobody in there there's yeah. no lights on you know, there's no furniture, mm-hmm. you know, the windows are all open, mm-hmm. but you know, there's no for rent sign. There's no, nobody's going in or out. Mm-hmm. There's no busyness around it. It's just a building. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm just always like, you know, what is, what is the point? I, I, yeah. I guess I'm just missing a huge chunk cause I'm just not an investor. I don't have, you know, millions mm-hmm. of dollars to put up a condo. Yeah. I just don't understand what the point is if you're not making the money back from renters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I was watching a video about it and like the housing crisis and how it all kind of how the bubble popped and it feels like it's about to pop again. Oh yeah, I was worrying about that this morning. I was like, oh, I think it's gonna be kind of bad. Um, mm-hmm. I was weighing like you know how bad is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Great Depression levels mm-hmm. or is it gonna be two thousand eight levels? I don't know. I. I go back and forth with should I learn more about it or should I just go to sleep and try and like ignore it. <laughs> um, but you also like talk about, you know, when you feel as if you've made it leaving Toronto, which you're really vulnerable about, which I know that's like your home, that's your city. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a specific place that you're like, this is where, you know, I'm going to go when I make it because either Toronto's too expensive or Toronto mm-hmm. has lost its culture and its people and the things that I really enjoyed and loved about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't I don't have a place in mind mm-hmm. other than probably like just outside of this like on the outskirts of Toronto mm-hmm. like uh, somewhere just quieter and cheaper but uh, I don't yeah. have like a, a place in mind okay yeah yeah why Toronto no like no <laughs> I guess because like I'm my my family is Jamaican and we have like a lot I have some cousins up in Toronto and I'm always just mm-hmm. like why the cold mm-hmm. i know that's what i'm saying like why i have everywhere to go like why would why did our why did our parents leave like warm climates to come to this shitty cold yeah i can't stand overpriced the winter. places overpriced like, places no food yeah yeah i i think about that often i'm like of all places to go dad why maryland like mm-hmm. you're just like yeah maryland is the dream right there mm-hmm. <laughs> they had jobs and shit man yeah probably jobs related I don't know too much about Toronto. I've only been once. Um, seems very busy. Seems really cold. I think I went like the dead of winter. So that was I don't know the fuck that was you did that. That was my bad. That was my bad. <laughs> it was like negative four or something. It was something stupid. Like yeah. oh god. But I had fun though. Toronto at the time. I want to say I went in like 2017. It seemed lively enough. Yeah, like it was for lively. negative four. Yeah, those are glory days. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think the entirety of 2022, the EP, really felt like this excellent continuation of, you know, head above water. You know, it felt like you dived into using that music to manifest. And I think it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does it feel to, like, reap those rewards of everything you've talked about? And do you have, like, any advice for those still working to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, it feels great. Um, it, it feels surreal because at certain points you feel like it's never going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I love giving advice because my advice is always that there is no advice. Um, <laughs> anybody that gives artists advice, like, I-, I feel like they're just always stroking their own ego mm. because there's no way, single way for an artist to make it or to get my, like my, my journey is going to be different from everybody else's journey. Mm-hmm. Your journey is going to be different from everybody else's journey. Yeah. The only thing that I could ever tell an artist to do and they reach out to me all the time asking me what it is that I've done to get to where I am. The only thing you could do is just release music and have it be good. Yeah. Be consistent with it. Yeah. If it's not good, it it doesn't matter at all what you do. <laughs> you could put a million dollars into it. If it's not good, nobody's going to fucking listen. Very so, true. Like my only advice is make good music. Like, <laughs> what do you, like, and, and, and be consistent with it. Like, right. That's, that's the only thing. Like, I don't want to like, I hear people tell people, oh, you have to do this on Instagram. You have to do this on TikTok. You have to do this on Twitter. Yeah. You have to do blah, 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 blah. Be yourself. N- yeah. No. This. Be yourself just, and be consistent. Yeah. That's it. Be yourself. Be consistent. And ha- make the the, mu- the music has to be good. It doesn't matter yeah. what you do or how much money you have or what you put. The music has to be good. Speaking of good music, word on the tweets is that you're collabing with Jordan occasionally on their next project. I think you just sent that tweet to me, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I want to as, um. Jordan is just so such a sweetheart, such a mm-hmm. gem. Um, I'm definitely yeah gonna get a verse or two. Nice on the project, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that. And speaking of tweets, it's time for our third game. Um, I made this game especially for you. Hilarious. It's called Did I Tweet That? <laughs> I will read you a series of tweets. Some are from you, some are not. And after each tweet, I need you to guess Did I Tweet That? I'm fucking crying already. So first one. <laughs> I'm sorry, your tweets are funny. Um, never liked Harry Potter. I knew it was bad vibes from the jump. Ugly ass wizards. J.K. Rowling looks like a water bug. Definitely my tweet. Yeah, it is. 
Definitely that tweet. Um, number two. This is a quote tweet in reference to strangers questioning mask wearing. But when I answer, because I don't want to smell your breath, I'm the problem. <laughs> That's not why. <laughs> <laughs> Three. They need a love is blind with all black lesbians hosted by Lena Waithe who would try to sleep with all the femmes. <laughs> Definitely me. <laughs> Number four. Sean Kingston wanting to call 911 because shoddy fire burning on the dance floor is such a waste of public health services. <laughs> I think that was me. That was you. <laughs> I think that was me, yeah. Number five. Used. This is in all caps. Used almost all my arm strength to give myself four cornrows. The leftover arm strength is used to masturbate. <laughs> not mine. Not that mine. is not your tweet. <laughs> that was... You're excellent at that, actually. <laughs> I love that you know yourself. <laughs> um, That last tweet, I think, was from Jungle Pussy. So oh you're very correct. Hilarious. Yeah. Twitter is such a fun and wild and interesting place. I guess one of the issues I personally have is, like, towing the line between being myself and, like, trying to transition into more people taking me serious. Mm. Does that, like, stress you out? 100%. Yeah, mm. I feel like I always try to plug in my music every single now, uh, mm-hmm. every every now and then because I think people forget that I'm not just a shit poster and I'm <laughs> actually a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. I actually do love when artists, like, post their music under a hit tweet and they're like by the way i have music i'm not Mm. just you know internet (laughs) clown you seem like laid back and chill even though your tweets are like off the wall i get it though (laughs) as a as a former fk former uh what is it off the wall tweeter i stand in solidarity with you sometimes you just gotta get the tweets off sometimes all the time are you do you want to play one more game sure all right our next and final game is Trivial Trivia. It's a trivia game where I see all that you know about a whole lot of nothing. So you can pick the category and then answer the questions. <laughs> the categories I have for you are obscure British snack names, major moments in Twitter history, or Toronto slang translations. All right. Twitter history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. First question. In January 2017, a Yahoo Finance intern made the very unfortunate mistake of hitting an N instead of a B on the standard QWERTY keyboard. What hashtag phenomenon did this ignite? Uh, nigger Navy. Very correct. <laughs> that was um, a moment. Was Most pleasing hilarious. to me, actually. That was so funny. Second question. Because some people live in the literal core of our Earth, 2013 was the year that they found out that Paula Deen was racist. Can you name two of the millions of things that Black Twitter found out she did was racist? Oh, shit. I actually don't know this one. Um, <gasps> I think... I know for sure, for 100% sure she said the N-word. Okay. 100% sure she said nigger. 100% sure. The other one is wild, but I feel like you can get it. Uh, fam. I actually don't know. Okay. She dressed up someone um as a slave and had them okay. like oh, okay do duties around her house oh, okay so, all right yeah they, they got her the fuck out of there oh, okay she was like i love butter and they were like you're hate niggers <laughs> all right your next question who was the author of this tweet going to africa hope i don't get aids just oh. kidding i'm white uh um i don't remember her name fuck um wait, 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 wait. i don't i actually don't remember her name her name was Justine Sacco. Yeah, yeah, some fucking random. 
Yeah, they got her the fuck out of here. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> I think she has like a good job now again. So I was like, yeah, she's, guess- she's blessed. She's living life. Oh yeah, canceling doesn't work. But Mm-mm. next question: Beyonce doesn't get dragged often, but when she does, it's the high being King Haryaki. What was her famous announcement on Good Morning America back in 2015? Fam, that she <laughs> that she was going vegan. Yeah, they. She deserved to get dragged for that. I'm so sorry. Like I remember so waking funny. up for that. I <laughs> and my dad laughed at me. He was like, "See, that's why you can't. You can't um, idealize these celebrities. They're just trying to get you to watch their stuff." And I was like, "You're right." So, got me. I was gagged. That's funny. Your last question. A classic one for the books. What was the name of the story to start all story threads on Twitter? And bonus points if you can give me the rundown. Uh, it was Zora. Yes. Um, fuck. Details, I don't remember. She just, I just remember her talking about some wild-ass white woman mm-hmm. that <laughs> jumped off a balcony or something. Yes. <laughs> I will accept that. And, um, there was a lot more involved, but I just remember the balcony part. Yes, that was, I remember reading that story live, and that was interesting. I think it was a math class. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody was like, oh my god, did you see this story on Twitter? And we were like reading in math class and our teacher was like, hello? (laughs) That is the end of our game. And I will give you, I don't know, 5,000 points. Um, So so you're up to 16,000 points. Uh, None of this matters, but I do have a leaderboard, so we'll see where you place on that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, We're going to take a break and listen to one of your songs, and then we'll come back with our final spin. What's going on, y'all? It's DJSB. This is my single, Been a Star, from my EP, 2022, the EP. Catch me, cruising on the four, one in the Beamer. First wire to my bank account, I couldn't believe it. Mad debt, cause I'm always moving, loose with the visa, I mean... You'd live it single too if you was Khadija. Hot head, but I still could keep it cool as a freezer. Sowing seeds, I'm just interested in moving the needle. Fuck the fame, I'm just interested in moving the people. You would understand if you was a leader. Nigga, they try to money my journey like I ain't been consistent. I made it this far by releasing all of my inhibition. The sky's the limit. Fuck it, I'ma find me a pilot that knows how to fly past all the critics. If I said it, I said it and said it and meant it so fuck the linguistics had to step into this rap shit cause something was missing got some context now niggas gon' fuck with the vision before all this a nigga was living cause yo your homie been a star way before the billboards and the bigger cars way before they started calling here the six i was on the gardener i was on the strip before all the singles before all the lights I knew what would happen and it all aligned. I knew it would happen and it all aligned. Before the bigger cars, your homie been a star. I've been a star since I was riding three wheel bikes. Well, I've had so much fun playing games with you, Deja. You have truly been a star. And thank you again so much for being my guest this month. I got you. Thank you. Yeah, this is probably one of the best. Uh recordings i've done podcast wise oh uh, wow i'm so thankful thank you i had a lot of fun but we have reached the end of our games um before we sign off though let's spin the wheel one more time 
ah, your spin the wheel is dyke drama. So if you're a dyke who's got some drama and needs advice from someone other than your mama, email us at oneandahalflesbianspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to stay completely anon, you can send us a message at curiouscat.me slash 1.5lesbians. Deja, the letter today comes from someone named Cece. Um, They said, I've been talking to this girl for a few months on the Ultimate Dating app Twitter. We live in different states, but we FaceTime and talked over a year, so I know she's a real person. She's everything I've ever wanted. She's beautiful and funny, a little shy, but she makes music and writes songs about me all the time. We're both 20, so we're legal adults who know what we're doing and consenting, and we want to move in together soon. But she suggested that we go ahead and get married, too. I thought it over for a few days and then agreed. It's my longest relationship, and I feel really connected to her, even though we're in different states. I asked my friend if she would be the witness. She said no, because it's the worst idea ever. (laughs) Side note, she's 19 and never had a relationship for reference. My other friend and sisters keep trying to talk me out of it, but I'm really in love, and none of them have ever had relationships over two months, so I'm not sure they even understand. Should I go ahead and do what my heart feels is right, or do you guys think it's also a bad idea? Love the podcast and the game show, CC. Hmm, CC. Um, honestly, okay, you gotta think about the repercussions. So, if you do get married, are you okay with the possibility of divorce? Because, Fair. um, you're young, very young, and I understand what love feels like. Can't even drink. Yeah, <laughs> I understand what love feels like, and mm. I'm all about a in the moment kind of thing mm-hmm. and not really kind of caring a lot about the future mm-hmm. so i can see how somebody can want to marry somebody and have it be that they're together mm-hmm. but you gotta think about what a divorce looks like so yeah um because th- that's your only op- that's your only option like <laughs> stay together or divorce yeah plus yeah. i'm like you guys don't live together yet maybe yeah maybe, maybe live, live together for yeah. another maybe year live, yeah it's it's uh, and also let's let's talk about how like marriage is just kind of more so like a social construct mm-hmm. that really doesn't need to validify uh, is it validify i'm the wrong per- i'm the wrong person to ask i'm sorry i mess up literally every word ever i think so okay so, <laughs> I know what you to mean, make, though. To make your <laughs> your relationship valid, mm-hmm. um, you don't need marriage. Like, right. why, is it, why is it always, like, what do you want? Like, do you, is it the ceremony you want? You could just go fucking party together with your True. friends and family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, what you don't is have it, to do that. You got to think about what it, what it is about marriage that makes you want to do it. Because I'm like, um, there's no way you have a house and, like, yeah. money. That's what I'm saying. So there's nothing um, to combine. The finances is that's zero. What I'm zero. <laughs> that's exactly. That's why people get married so that they could kind yeah. of say to the state, "Hey, it's two people now that right. exist. Tax Instead benefits. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Also, you so, might want to see if this person has debt. Like, not gonna yeah. lie, because you take on their debt after marriage, I believe. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. So um, might think about it a little more. Maybe do some googles. Mm-hmm. In um, my opinion. <laughs> uh, but I feel you though. Wanted to marry somebody. I feel. Yeah, it gets like that, especially for lesbians. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason they say moving like lesbians, so you haul yep. yep. But thank you so much for your advice. Uh, Cece, that is our advice for you. Deja, your total points for the game is 16,000. Doesn't really matter, but I'm going to put you on the leaderboard anyway. And thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We have reached the end. Thanks so much again, Deja, for hanging out. And those listening, you can follow Deja on IG and Twitter at DJSB. Um, this has been the end of our show. See you guys next month. Bye. See you.
That's the end of this episode of The Halftime Show With. The Halftime Show With is a subsidiary of the One and a Half Lesbians podcast. The spinoff is designed, written, and produced by me, Be The Half. Our theme song is a remix maniac spin on the original Price is Right theme song with edits by me. Episodes are edited by Adriana. Our interchangeable logo was illustrated by Vanika Bibra. Special thanks to our production partner, Amina Iro, our guest of the month, and of course, listeners like you. Thank you.